In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my incorporeal podcast pal is the one and only... Travis Rats! Uh, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. We talk about comic books. Uh, every other week we do a comic book club, and in between those, we bullshit about comics. You are in luck, folks. We are on a comic book club episode. Question. Yes. If we were on a variant, would you have said you're in luck, folks, we're on a variant episode. Of course I yeah. would. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it whenever I'm the politician. <laughs> so we are reading uh, probably the the indiest of books we've read. I think you I think you could put that bar none. This is probably the indiest book we've read because yeah. it's not put out by a big publisher. And it's not... I mean, we read uh, Persepolis, which I would say is very indie. But it was like a main... Like, it became... Goners was image, right? Yeah. Goner's yeah. image. So we are doing all my ghosts uh, out on Alternate Comics, <gasps> and all oh my ghosts. I pray for someone like you. Like you. <laughs> We're doing all my ghosts uh, out on Alternate Comics uh, by. And Jeremy. our guest today is too young to realize where that song came from, so we're gonna. <laughs> uh, uh, written and uh, drawn by uh, Jeremy Massey. Massey. I'm guess Massey. I'm gonna say Massey. Uh, I get to interview Jeremy tomorrow after we do this podcast. So, we'll... so after I say his name wrong thirty times on this podcast today, I'll ask him how you really pronounce close it tomorrow. To me like my brother, close to me like my brother. Oh. I just want to do that the whole podcast. The whole podcast. I can imagine it'll come up a couple times. Uh, our guest today is a repeat guest and a way back guest. The first guest. Our very first our very guest. First guest. Uh, was our guest today. Anthony Salaya was our very first guest, and we brought Anthony back. Anthony Anthony, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Oh, look how well he takes orders. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony was our very first guest, and he uh, decided uh, we didn't ruin his life enough. He decided to come back. We foisted another comic book upon him. I believe the tome that we had him read was um, Lock and Key, Volume yes, 1. Yes, Lock and yep. Key, Volume 1. Um, have you read any other Lock and Keys? Nope. Nope. Thank you. That's a quick answer. Okay, being very diplomatic about this. That wasn't the uh, question I was expecting. Um, (laughs) Have you read any other comic books? Yes. What uh, what did you read? I read uh, The Thousand Year History of Beer. It was a nonfiction comic book, but... That seems up your alley, though. Very much up my alley. Since we are currently drinking fancy beer that uh, that Anthony brought us, Anthony does a... uh, It's a podcast, right? It's uh, a blog. A blog. It's a blog. <laughs> a blog. A blog. Uh, he doesn't have a podcast. Tell us about this. Back little... in 2006, I guess. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Tell us about your, your little blog. <laughs> Anthony has a blog. What is your blog about, Anthony? You're a jerk, Travis. <laughs> it's about your jerk, it's about, Travis. It's about, of course, beer. What's up my alley? So it's about beer. You do a beer podcast, and you brought us some very fancy beer today. We've already, we've already imbibed. In uh, a very fancy IPA. In fact, you said it was what? One of the best in the world. One of the best in the world. And I'm going to tell you, it was pretty fantastic. Is this according to your blog? Uh, <laughs> this is according to a lot of people. Ooh, um, it's according to beer. Like, now, um, <laughs> what's the name of the what's the name of the the blog? blog. What's the name of your blog? One hundredbrews.com. Okay, and it all started around what idea? Like, what was it? What was the start of this? 
this, the idea was to just blog about a hundred new beers that me and my friend were going to try. Um, and it kind of just grew and now we just do regular beer reviews, short blog, short blog posts about beer that we are trying from our area, things that we're picking up from, um, local distributors. Um, just having a lot of fun with it, writing and. Okay. Um, summer brews for, um, um, the average beer drinker, like someone who drinks a lot of domestic, but maybe wants to get into something a little more summery. What 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 are we looking at here? Summer is a great time for like IPAs. Um, I know that's such a generic answer because everyone's drinking IPAs, but saisons are really great. They're really light and crisp. Uh, I'm really into gozas right now, which are a little salty. That's that's a gozas from yeah, that's from Ghostbusters, right? Yes, yes gozas are from Ghostbusters. It's good. <laughs> now you got our attention. We were falling asleep, but you we're said back goza. In. You said goza. They're back. Okay, we're back, in. We're back in. Go on about this goza beer. Uh, it's a little bit saltier, but it's, uh, it's kind of tart, but it's still super refreshing. Um, Would you so. say it's slimy at all? <laughs> uh, is, it, is it ooze flavor? <laughs> there's there's no there's no beer. There's only goza. <laughs> I'm, I'm with the wrong people. <laughs> so, so Anthony, uh, you brought us. We, we already had. Uh, what was the first one we drank? Uh, Pliny the Elder from Russian River. Pliny the Elder. Uh, which was quite was quite tasty. I enjoyed it. What are we What are we partaking in now? What's this one called? Maybe ghosts. Maybe ghosts. And that Ooh. is a what kind of beer is this? Uh, this is a saison. A saison. I am a fan of the current one we're drinking. I like the other one, but this one, I think a saison is right up my alley. If I could, if I could say it as French as possible. What What is that? Inte- what, like, why is it? Is it like a different? Is it, is, like a, is it a type of IPA or is it? Well, no, it's not a type of IPA. Um, I didn't come prepared to talk about beard. Uh, you guys got me off guard, uh, but that's okay. Uh, no, it's definitely not a type of IPA because you're not. Um, it's not hop heavy, um, and so what you're tasting usually comes from a lot of the water that they use um, to make the saison um, and the different type of malt that they put into. Can it. they only make this at, at in certain parts of the world, or because the water certainly started in certain parts of the world, yeah. um, but no, now they make it everywhere. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this saison. Yeah, I like the first one better, but this is just as good. These are like the, these are easily the two best beers I've had this year, <laughs> like in one night. So. Travis just drinks Heineken every night. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we actually a luxury, my friend. Oh. I'm usually like more like uh, Natty Ice. Oh, Natty Ice. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, so, uh, Anthony, there goes our Natty Ice sponsor. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> we we brought you on the podcast again, and uh, we here's what we do. We usually try to go... I have a guest that went on the show. I'm going to find a book that would go well with that person. Uh, our summer read, Travis and I just picked a bunch of books. He picked half of them. I picked half of them. And then we said, let's find someone to go with these books. Uh, and, Anthony, the reason why I picked you... I'm going to go out and say it right now. This is probably the most novella-like... Art, art, art yeah, book that we've read. And as you are an English teacher, right. uh, you are a, a writer of sorts. Uh, I've heard your slam poetry. It's oh. on point. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've heard, I've heard uh, Anthony is a published poet. Uh, it was good stuff. Anthony is good stuff. Where did he get published? I didn't know this. Where did he get published in? <laughs> he's, he's a published poet. Uh, but Anthony, Anthony uh, is an English teacher, and I thought... Well, I had read this before I made it the pick for Summer Reads, and I... I um, I was like, hey, we should do it. Um, we don't do enough indie indie stuff. I mean, we hit image, but I wanted to hit something, you know, a little a little more indie. Uh, and it's probably the most 
short story like ah, okay. uh, of all the comic books I think we've read. Um, this is okay. this is truly a graphic novel. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. one one bite. It's like a like a one. In fact, it's a weird size. Can we talk about the size before we get into it? Uh, if I could, let's see. Uh, for comparison's sake, it is about the size of a seven-inch album. Oh yeah, it's almost exactly the same. Yeah, size. it is. It is. You that. Where'd you pull that? Seven, like your ass? No, you just pulled that. Like, <laughs> I pulled it. Yeah, I it for like two seconds. He's got a seven-inch album. Out, now. I pulled it out of my my collection of seven inches right next to me, uh, which happens to be in my ass. But uh, I pulled out. It is. It is the they size call, of. They'll call the human jukebox. <laughs> just a second. Let me let me put the needle in. So. Uh, it is the size of a seven-inch LP, not round, but the sleeve that you put it in, uh, and it is uh, short. It's an odd size for a book, um, but I kind of like that it felt like I was reading a little golden book. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the um, the uh, textural yeah. experience of it. I mean, you're so often I'm like I I have I have trades. Everywhere, yeah. Like I, as I'm, I'm clearing up stuff and clearing out the house and things like that. Like I have trades in odd places. I've got trades in low places. Yeah. Um, this is the same. Like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, I'm very uh, singing today. I, I'll be like, I'll, I'll like move like a a, a rug in the uh, um, hallway, Bathroom. and there's like, oh, there's <laughs> trades underneath there. And you get so used to what a trade should look like, what a trade should feel like. That's nice how they're like, oh, you think you know what a trade is? This isn't a that's trade. Not, that's this not a trade. This is a, this is a trade. This is a graphic <laughs> novel. And um, so I wonder if I wonder if that the size of this has anything to do, if they just thought it would be cool to do it this way, or if it was somehow publishing, if, if it cut costs to publish it this way. I wonder. Because I mean, it was drawn in this aspect. You know what I mean? You can't do yeah, this. Yeah, this aspect ratio. Yeah, because yeah. It's, it's a square, you can't do it. Um, you couldn't do it in a rectangular trade. It had to be done this way. So it was a conscious effort to draw it this size. And I wonder why that is. So you know what? I'm going to ask him that question when I interview him tomorrow night. I'm going to ask him. Oh, yeah. What there you go. Question number one. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you cheat out on the book? <laughs> Tell me. So, um, okay, should we do a summary? Yeah, let's, a summary? let's do a summary. Do you want to tackle it, Travis, or do you want to do it? Um, I can do it. Okay, let's 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 hear the summary. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, All My Ghosts follows this character named Joe Hale, mm-hmm. uh, and Joe Hale runs a newspaper, and the newspaper that he runs, the way I, the way I, I, it might say in here, but I feel it's like it's more of a small town newspaper, I'm yeah, not sure yeah. what state or whatever it is, um, and uh, this newspaper is, it's, it's, it's got uh, poor circulation and are losing advertisers. And so Joe Hale, where's it from? Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, okay, West Virginia. Oh, Apple, Virginia. Apple, Appalachian. West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he's running this paper that's got uh, poor circulation and poor advertising, and he decides he has to sell this paper. Uh, and this is the paper that his family has owned for generations. Uh, and since he decides to sell the paper, uh, this event has has given him a creative uh, spurt. Because before he was having a hard, he had writer's block, and since he decided to sell this paper, he's been able to write. He's been writing what he wants to write, uh, regardless who gives. He gives a, a real, a real like screw you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this causes the paper circulation. What are they going to do? Fire me? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this has causes the circulation to pick up, but more advertisers drop out. When yeah. Because when you tell the truth, the truth hurts. The truth, big, big farmer does not want to hear the truth. They don't. Um, and so uh, that that is kind of like the through line through this book. Uh, but of course, um, 
as this takes place, you have him dealing with, um, you know, a change of really, which becomes a change of life, like, like a, a midlife. Early, you get to see him early, go through his midlife crisis. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. And um, he's got a, a daughter, uh, an ex-wife. Uh, there are Trisk. Uh, there are uh, Trist. Trist. Not Trist. Trist. No. And there's um, uh, um, colleagues and friends he has to deal with. Uh, and then there are the uh, the remnants of past generations that hover over this story, like ghosts, if you will. Well, we will discuss whether these ghosts are ghosts. Yes, yes, we will. Yeah. Uh, so, Anthony, I want to uh, I want to ask you. I want to ask you uh, when you got this thing. What was your first thought when you got this odd shaped trade in your hmm, head? Yeah. What is your thir- first thought? My first thought. Well, I the the shape didn't really throw me off. Like mm. I kind of was just like, well, it's a comic book, so they do weird things. And so, <laughs> it's comics. They're weird. Like you open up into a pop up book. He goes, like, I guess these are comics. <laughs> I was okay with it. It didn't throw me off. Uh, I kind of liked the size. I remember sitting down and I just read it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Sat on my couch one day. And said, one shit. One, sh- <laughs> one shitting. It's a one, one sh- shitting. It's to call one one shitting. All right, you caught me. Like, <laughs> uh, maybe that's why I'm missing the last page. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had no problem with the size. I thought it was super easy to get through. Um, did you read? Did you read the uh, um, on the back like the? Oh yeah. The, the, or did you go right into it? No, I read the back, uh, and I read what Amazon had to say about it before I bought it, and I was super intrigued by it. I was super. Uh, interested in this idea of somebody who's going to be uh, selling something that's so personal to him and then um, have like this struggle with these ghosts, uh, whether they're memories or ghosts. I think we'll get into that in a little bit, but I think that's in, that intrigued me a lot about this book. Um, and so yeah, I think that was my impression of it. Right. And okay, so uh, let's talk about this idea of um, I think we were talking about the idea that it is really developed around what could be like a sh- like a short story. It, yeah. it, it seems like I, I, one of the interesting questions that I, I, just from reading this, it seems like if I had to pick uh, how this came to be, it first started off on the page as a short story, like something you might try to put for like in the New Yorker or send to a magazine that publishes things like short, like little short yeah. excerpts that that, that um, and then it just. Uh, I don't know if uh, Jeremy uh, Massey. Do you know Josh if he is doing other yeah, comic he's, books? Yeah, he's got a couple other comics. Is, I think this is third. This is because his third he is book. an artist in here. Yeah. So obviously, the medium of comics is something that he's always been into because the yeah. art is, is is fantastic in here. Yeah. And um, so it's like, well, I can write. I can write this as a short story and try to get it published in the New Yorker or various magazines, or I can combine my other talent, which is. Um, drawing and put out a little comic book. Yeah, he he uh, he's done. I think this is his third book out at Alterna. He did one called Deadbeat um, that uh, I wanted to pick up. It's about like a, like a aged superhero, um, so I kind of wanted to grab that one. But this one, there was something about it. Like I, I don't think that I read enough like just normal life stories, and this was seemed like a very like I did appreciate that. Right, it seemed like a very like <laughs> this is just this is really a short story about just going through a normal life experience of, mm-hmm. you know, deciding what I've been doing for so long, I probably shouldn't be doing it, right? Um, and I'm just going to change what I'm doing. I'm going to hopefully, I'm going to help some people around me that maybe I wasn't the best to uh, by doing this. Uh, it, I thought it was like a really kind of good, um, you got good growth from uh, from Joe Hale, the main character in here. You got like a you got an arc. Yeah, yeah, him. absolutely. You know, I, I was um, uh, Anthony as in, uh, um, 
English teacher as well, and you took some English classes in college. Um, just just a couple. Just a couple. Just a couple, right? Um, did you ever take any like uh, writing workshops? Yeah. Um, do you know when you go into a writing workshop and you have to read everyone else's work, everyone's mm. short stories? Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the short stories that I read in college and writing workshops were bad versions of this. Oh, definitely. Uh, like <laughs> someone trying to take something that's very personal and um, intensify or like uh, um, give it greater grandeur. And this is it. This is this is that grown up because it actually it actually does what it promises to do it, it actually yeah. takes an, an honest look at so at, at a point in someone's life when I remember going and reading everyone's short stories in these college writing classes and it's all about like they're always these <laughs> going like, to personal get a, events get a gallon of milk change yeah. your life at yeah the yeah it's story. like it's something that happened to them in high school because they're only like 18, 19 or 20 and they're trying to turn it into something that has deep meaning and some people were able to execute it better than others but this is like from someone who is who has been in the craft yeah. of writing and it actually can go into like what seems to be a very personal moment or at least even if it's a fictionalized moment a very it real moment very in someone's real. life it feels real i think i think one of the things that that i i think you're right this this is this reminds me of like you could do an indie movie this is like a very a very sort of indie movie feel to it uh like an indie movie like Lost in Translation or like Broken Flowers, mm, like you okay, would, yeah. you would put uh, what's a Bill name? Murray movie? A Bill Murray, <laughs> like it reminds <laughs> me of like you'd put not Bill Murray now because he's a little too old now. But if you did Bill Murray fifteen years ago, right? Maybe, right. You could, like Rushmore, Bill Murray. Yeah, Rushmore, yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. Murray. I think this is a, uh, and maybe that's too old. Maybe maybe Rushmore, yeah, Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah. But it, that's what it reminded me of is that sort of like. You're just watching this guy go through part of his life, and you kind of get to see him a very human moment of like a very human decision. Uh, and I thought, I thought it was a, it's a it's a good little nugget of a story. Yeah, what do you think, Anthony? About about what mom, uh, about what do you let's talk about wh- what's he capturing in this? What's he trying to? What moment has he captured? And have we been through this moment? At, let's, let's talk about what moment. I want I want Anthony to try to define what moment. Uh, what he what he got sure. from it, and then sure, sure. I want to know if if you've had that moment in life yet. Uh, well, I'll get closer, Mike. I think the moment he's trying to capture is, is making a, a difficult decision, um, not only personally but relationally, like with his family, uh, his past, um, and with his colleagues. He has a, a good friend that he really lets down in this book because of his decision, and so being bold enough to make those decisions, and then. Finding the good in those decisions, um, I think, is what he's trying to capture with all my ghosts. Right. Yeah. And what about you, Ant? Um, uh, Josh? I, you, you talked about that. You, you kind of echoed uh, Anthony's uh, sentiments earlier. Uh, is this, as far as that theme, uh, does that have? Is that hit you? Does that cut you deep, buddy? Does like has I, anybody I ever had to do that? Um, I. I mean, as someone who has. Who's been divorced? Tell me about your mother. As someone, as, as, as someone who's been divorced, and someone who uh, you know has a as a, a daughter who's in high school, uh, and uh, but I'm remarried, and, and my life seems to be in a much better place than than Joe Hales in in, in this book. Um, I just for me, I can see he has the weight of like his family on him, right? Like the weight of like this is his, you know, his. Great, great, his grandfather's paper, his mm-hmm. dad's paper, his pay. He was picked over his older brother to run this paper, and so he has this weight of family on him. 
And I don't know if I've ever felt that because, like, my dad worked on an assembly line and my mom was a 911 operator and no one was like, Josh, you're taking over the family business of working for General Motors. <laughs> but, but, like, I mean, I guess, like, my grandfather, you know, my, my dad worked for General Motors. Uh, my mother's dad worked for General Motors. And also the fact His that he grew up in Detroit and it's, like, yeah. the culture of that I of You that know, city. I grew up in Michigan and, and I kind of grew up in an age where you didn't have to do that. I never felt like, oh, I'm not going to work for GM. I'm not doing what's right. But you feel there's that sort of like pull of this is a path in your community. This is a path that happens. Uh, and I had, a, I had a kid early, and I could have taken that path and gone. I'm going to go work on the. I'm going to work on the assembly line. That's what I'm going to do. But you make a decision to like live really poor, and so you can go to college. And that that, that was kind of like my experience. Like there was an easy way, and there was a tough way to get through my my twenties. Uh, and I took the, the tough way of being like a full time, you know, uh, I worked full time, went to school, uh, and then raised a kid, and then raised a kid all at the same time. Well, I, I think even more broadly, not just like career wise, yeah. but just like not going with what your family or your parents yeah. expect from you, whether that's uh, religiously, whether that's politically, whether that's um, you know education yeah. wise. If you're of a family of college graduates and you buck the trend, like. That that, yeah. that feeling of parental expectation is is in a lot more places than just careers. You're right. You're right. And I think I think you're right, Anthony. It has that, it kind of has like a big part on like both both of your parents are teachers, right? Yeah. And did they want you to be a teacher? Hell no. <laughs> and so no. and so you're like same here. Like, Forget you, mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to be a teacher. Uh, Renner, my son, is five and a half, and for like some summer homework today, he had to write down like possible careers, and he was like. I could be a teacher, and both my wife and I were like, just erase eh, that right away. You could be a teacher. Everyone could be a teacher. <laughs> what, you could be, what about a fireman? You want to be a fireman? They only work three days a week. <laughs> they make lots of money. Uh, I, you know, I, I echo that. Sentence. Let's, let's, what, yeah, a, what do you got? A good way of saying I, I agree with that completely. Um, I, I think it in joining those two ideas and, and putting it in a succinct way as well is it's about selling out. Yeah. It's like he, the character in this. Hmm. Is screwed. He's selling out either himself if he makes goes one decision and actually yeah. starts working for the paper, or he's selling out his family, his family's tradition. Yeah. Um, and then it's like he made that. Well, he's pushed into that choice of joining the family paper, yeah. right? Uh, which I like. He does not force his daughter. They had that yeah. conversation at the beginning with his daughter's like, I don't want to do this. He's like, okay. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like Anthony's parents, if, he, if Anthony said he didn't want to be a teacher. Yeah. They'd be like, woo, that was a close <laughs> one. Um, and, uh, so, and then it's like, uh, then there's, you know, the mid, the act two of this book is really him trying to prove that he isn't a sellout almost in his artistic yeah. sense. Yeah, right? Like, I'm going to flip the table and like, Burn it down. Before yeah, I yeah, leave. yeah. He's like, oh, this is. We use this term a lot in this podcast. Punk rock. We're gonna punk rock this up. <laughs> he did punk rock it, and they're even like, even in that act two, there are literally punk rock scenes in there. Yeah. And there's a punk rock band, and he like shaves his head, and <laughs> yeah. it's super like you know Ian McKay. And yeah, like, <laughs> so like for me, it, it, it has a lot to do with. It made me question the. I think more deeply about the idea of selling out, and is is that even like a valid thing anymore? Is there such a oh, thing as yeah, of course, like selling out? You start a business, and then Google comes and says, "Hey, I want to buy your app." I mean, that's. I mean, let's say I, I, that, I had, that, let's that, say that notion of like that that startup idea of selling out to Facebook or Apple, like that's pretty prevalent. I think among young people, like well, they they kind of get this idea of like big companies coming 
And, and being a sellout's cool, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, what if, like, someone had, like, had a podcast that was, you know, semi-popular on the internet, and then these people weren't making a lot of money, and then some corporation comes along and says, hey, Josh and Travis, or just for instance, why don't you take some money to, you know, you know, run your podcast? I, would totally, I wouldn't consider that selling out. I would totally take it. <laughs> if anybody's like, you know what, guys, I want to put ads on your podcast, and I will pay you. For it, I would be like, I read this book called All My Ghosts, and what I learned from it is there's no such thing as You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I believe Bart Simpson said it, and I will echo it. Eat my shorts. Uh, so, if let's let's, um, Anthony, did you have? I mean, we've kind of talked about some positive things we liked about it. Was there any sort of critique you had of it of, of the book? He cracks his <laughs> Um I mean, there was just a few things. I think we, you guys, talked about how it was the closest. Uh, comic to like a short story and uh, I, I agree with you I mean it's a snippet of someone's life real short there's not um, like a major climactic moment right there's not uh, a conflict per se uh, that you would expect from like a comic book um, but I think there are some things in here that uh, if we're talking short story could have done without and some parts of the story where that extra space could have gone towards mm-hmm. um, and so I think the idea of him um, it, combating against uh, the local businesses and writing his uh, scathing editorials. Yeah. I think that could have been cut. Um, I, I, as far as like this theme of like uh, the struggle of making a difficult decision, I'm not sure that was strong enough for me. It didn't really pull at me as far as that theme goes. But where that extra space, if we're trying to keep it short, could have gone is the develop of, development of him as uh, like an anti-hero of sorts. We kind of get this scene where he goes into town. I don't know if I... If I'm okay to talk about too much. Yeah, no, um, right. spoil. Uh, there's a scene where he goes Spoiler into ta- he goes into town and he he picks up this young bass player and sleeps with her and then leaves her in the morning with you know one night stands her and at that moment like oh this is this guy's gonna be a real good antihero I'm gonna hate this guy he's gonna be great I'm gonna love him and then you, he turns around and he's like perfect father and then you don't quite un- you don't quite get why he's divorced you could probably assume that it's because he worked too much at the paper. But there's not real development there between what happened within his family. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think we get kind of like a, we're kind of plopped down into a scenario without any, without anything explained about kind of what happened before, except for that the paper's his and here's why. Right. And you don't get a lot of what's going on. And I, th- I think I think part of that's right. I think part of you you're like it would be nice to get a little more than that. And then the other part of me goes like, does that serve the story? If we know why he and his wife got divorced. Does that does that make the does that make the point of the story any better? I, I think where it helps the story mm-hmm. is if I if I can see that he's maybe like a workaholic, maybe somebody who's uptight, maybe he was a little bit you know yeah too uptight, and that's why his wife left left him. The part where he shaves his head and then shows up to work in his pajamas has a lot more meaning to me. Yeah, no, I got you. I th- I, yeah, no, I think you're right. I, th- I think like part of me goes. Um, I just think he was probably a shitty dude. Like, that's that's my thought process on it. Yeah. Like, you don't really get why. And he doesn't seem like he works all that hard at the paper. Except for, like, he says, you know, I was never really there for you and your mom. And part of me just goes, that's just because he's, like, a shitty, a shitty person. And not necessarily because he was working too hard. Because it doesn't look like... Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like he's like, yeah, I got this job. I do this thing. And he doesn't seem the most he seems dedicated to it is after he bones the bass player and like he gets like a a second win and his, he goes you know what his muse released right? it that's what it, he's like this is what I needed I needed to like go live for me I needed to just go like 
be stupid, and now I've got the guts to go, like, fight the man, or be punk rock about it. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, I, th- I think, I, I agree. I, I well, One of the things that I that I thought I had an issue with, but when I sat down and finished it and I didn't have an issue with, is, is as Anthony says, you know, there are build-ups with things that they, they, that they don't explode. They don't have the climactic things. I mean, the boss at the end, he, just, he kind of just is like, well... They're yours, and they're not really going to get far. They're still going to have their ninety days, and like the the bass yeah. player, you maybe go see her, and the, the daughter, he's going to pay for his college stuff like that. Um, but the same, and I was like, so everything kind of leads out with more of a whimper than like a bang. Yeah. You know, it's not at the end. It's it's not like a American Beauty ending. You know, where you see someone kind of go through a midlife crisis, and then at the totally end, he up. gets like shot. You know, spoilers on American Beauty. <laughs> but after that movie ends, but anyway, so but what I what off I off my Netflix queue now. <laughs> But what I do like about it, what, what, in finishing reading and just kind of letting it wash over me, because I, I did flip that page and I was like, oh, I guess that's the end, is I think this this guy in here, he's the character is a writer. He's yeah. an artist, right? And you can tell he had like those clings, like the punk rock and music. Yeah. So he's an artistic person uh, who's been kind of working for a business and having to run a business. And I think as all artistic people do, they try to make more out of events and things uh, than, than those events and things entail. Um, and you see these uh, like these normal events in life, getting arrested for a DUI, you know, having a one-night yeah. stand, having to pay for your kid's college education, all these things just kind of wash over him. And and you see him walk through the inferno of these these yeah. things. I look at that, I'm like, oh, DUI, that's horrible. But like, is it, it's like, well, you, you deal with it. Or like a oh man having an ex-wife and having to pay like all that, or like a bro- like a brother and having to deal with your father. It he just kind of walks through it all, and I go, you know, the like the the older I get, the more I realize is that these milestones in life they aren't marked with fireworks. You just kind of sometimes you don't even realize you've gone through them until you're, you're over you're over mm-hmm. on the other side of it, and then you look back and be like, oh, I guess I was pretty significant, or I or I guess I was a shithead then, or I guess I was pretty cool at that point. Yeah, um, I, I think I think like the the best way I can that I can put it is. Um, there is like a there is a deeper sort of like him coming to grips with making this big decision, but there's something like wonderfully mediocre about like his exactly. existence yes, in yes, this yeah, yeah. that you just and it's something that you don't get in comic books a lot because there's a lot of like bombastic spectacle, spectacle in it. Um, whether you're reading superheroes or whether you're reading science fiction or even even when you're reading something that's just uh, something like Southern Bastards, right, where it's very sort of. Even though it's kind of slice of life in a way, it's a very sort of like, uh, you know what I'm saying, Travis? It's it's more of a, like a big splash of what's going on, and this kind of felt like you're just kind of sitting with them, and you're going like, man, that's that's shitty, right? Yeah, it's it's really like <laughs> this this person you know this person, yeah. Like this is this could be easy, like hey, tell me, oh, who's this guy Billy always hanging out with? Let me tell you a little bit about Billy. Yeah. He used to run this paper, right? I guess his parents owned it for like three generations, yeah. like in Yuma, Arizona. <laughs> Like, he's divorced, he's got a daughter, he's paying for his college. The dude just got arrested for a DUI, man. Yeah. Like I went out with him last Saturday. Like, I lost, I, was, I ended up throwing up, he made me drink, and he ended up fucking a bass player with this band. <laughs> right. Like, this is all, like, that's just, that could be any one of my friends. <laughs> uh, but I thought, but I thought that was cool. And there's a couple, like, very, there's some oddly poignant moments in it. And you had said, like, the first conversation with his daughter, I thought was a very, like, like, and then the very last scene before the end of the book, one of the scenes that I thought was really kind of cool is 
Um, and we can get, there's not ghosts in this. I think there's this under, there's yeah, this, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, finish with that because I want to talk about Yeah, there's this next. tease of ghosts. Yeah, yeah. But I think the final scene where he's talking about how, like, his dad taught him how to swim and, like, he goes, like, this is the last, uh, column I wrote was about how my dad taught me to, uh, it's about my vacation, selling the paper, um, so, and about his dad teaching him to swim and how he could never catch his dad. And that just made me, that's, I mean, that, that right, that bit right there almost makes me go, had you starting it with that might have been like he could never be his dad but you don't get that you don't get that bite of it until the end but it's also like a really good ending like he seemed like you know I could never I could never catch my dad and that's how he taught me to just do to do my I finally learned that that moment was about being me and not being my dad it reminded me of Gattaca (laughs) the ocean so you, you, you think the message here is him not being able to be his dad or catch his dad that's, that, what, that's uh, what I got from that end point is like um, I think his his dad was doing it in a way as I want you to follow me mm. but I think for him now looking back on it he goes well I could never follow my dad enough I could never get close enough to be like my dad well see the dad's teaching the kid how to swim here yeah right yeah and so when you learn to swim you're a kid outside your comfort zone right yeah. you're not doing what you're you're meant to do right None of us are meant to live in water. Except for, like, babies. If you throw babies in the water, they swim. Did you know that, guys? Like, fresh out the womb, you throw a baby in there, they'll swim automatically. They know how to do it. What don't if it's like, what don't that, try it. I'm not saying if it's like, not, like, fresh, fresh baby. What if it's, like, a couple weeks? I think babies, I think they, like, they have that. It's like an instinct. Now you need a disclaimer. You need to make a clear <laughs> well, disclaimer. Well, don't, don't try it, but I read mm-hmm. it somewhere. My pug did that. If you threw in the water, she would make the... The splashy pause. Uh, wanna, <laughs> for Sid, I just made a, I made a, a cross. Uh, uh, I, I, sorry, getting back to this, I think yeah. this, I think this parallels the uh, moment where he sees his father as a ghost, and I think we're heading into ghost talk. Yeah, let's soon. talk about let's ghost. Uh, this this part of the podcast, ghost Goes talk. <laughs> All right, so um, okay, so when it's called all my ghosts, like you think, I, I because it's called all my ghosts, I'm immediately putting more importance and paying more attention to all the little ghost bits that are in here mm, that yeah. don't lead to any kind of yeah, haunting yeah. of some kind. Uh, so uh, wh- wh- how do you think this comes into play? Like, what? Why is this the, the crux of the title? Why is, why is this seem to be built around it? Because, I mean, it's on the front of the book, so it's obviously something that the author wants us to kind of pay attention yeah. to that part of the story. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that you could take it. Because, like, like you, I was like, oh, okay, ghosts, cool. So we're going to need... Like see some people who had like a major pl- uh, role in his life, yeah. and they're gonna kind of like appear and like kind of like ghost like, of Christmas past. That's exactly it. Like yeah. that's what I was expecting. Someone coming along to teach him a lesson. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, that the end scene where he's talking about his father teaching him to swim is kind of like the last scene where he sees his father's ghost in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like chasing him around the building. Um, but of course, never can catch him, just like he couldn't catch his father swimming. And so it's kind of like this idea that. Um, at least how I read it is his father's ghost is telling him it's okay you're learning something new you're doing something new by leaving the paper because you could never catch his father his father would be kind of in front of him and he learned how to swim that way he was out of his comfort zone now he's kind of like leaving the paper and he's chasing his father but he's chasing his father out of the paper and he's learning something new he's moving on into a different path uh, and so I, see, yeah. I, I, I think that's why the, the ending he's so uh, content with himself but um, I think the ghost thing the ghosts come into this because his whole newspaper is filled with to read the back cover. Apparently, is to, is filled with ghosts. Right? He, he walks up the stairs, and there are pictures of his yeah forefathers, meta- metaphorical ghosts, right? Coworkers who who like, swear there's there's ghosts. 
but he wouldn't be who he is today without all those, those quote-unquote ghosts, yeah, your, your right? Your dad's still alive, right? Yeah. All our dads are still alive. Yep. So maybe there is something like 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 uh, when your dad passes away. Like, the, do you have? Do you think when like when you're when you're when your dad goes, that male role model goes? Do you think you are kind of filled with like feelings of either inac- inadequacy or um, like uh, it, or some kind of maybe in some point ways relief or a mix of those two things well, where I, it's like I think at least in this story he's lost his person to talk to right he's lost his his sounding he doesn't have a sounding board for the paper yeah right like this was a generational thing and so he doesn't he doesn't have that person to rely on his dad forces him into it though yeah he's kind of a dick move because you could tell like the kid has had conversations with his dad being like I want to do this well, he, said, yeah. like, yeah. he said he wanted to be a comic book artist right? yeah like, yeah 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 uh, and he, what like, comic does he mention? He, he talks about <laughs> he, he mentions like a specific. Oh, he says uh, Claremont, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he wants Chris yeah, Claremont. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in, in the eighties, he wanted to he wanted to uh, write like Chris Claremont. But but I, I kind of found like uh, you're I think you're right, Anthony. There's there's this the ghosts aren't meant to be like ghosts. I think the one thing that th- that kind of threw me for it is the scene where the workers think that there's a ghost. Yeah. And that kind of played me in a way at first I'm like, oh, there's going to be ghosts. And part of me goes if, 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 uh, if Jeremy was kind of like, it's a tease. Like, you think For there's sure. going to be ghosts, but there's not. We all have ghosts that we deal with. It was very unsubliminal, unsublim- uh, right? Yeah. Like, there's ghosts in there. I can't go in there. And like, okay, well, then there, there truly are ghosts. Yeah. But if, there, if this was like a written short story, that would kind of be shown in like, there was a noise at the door and you yeah. know there'd, there'd be smaller things that you would see in the text and you'd be like maybe there is a ghost but then could be easily written off as not ghosts but yeah. to come out and be like there's ghosts in that room I can't go in there that's a big like misleading right. and I think the only way this this story works is if you finish the whole thing oh yeah. for sure and so the ghost is kind of like breadcrumbs that get you through what we're calling like the I, I don't want to use the word mundane but like the the mundane is mundanity a word, Anthony? The mundanity <laughs> of life, you know, like the mundan- oh, that, which, which, which the this, mundangle. I think it's mundangle. Which, which <laughs> I don't want to say mundane because, but like what the comment, the the thing about life, this is commentating on. You have to take this book as a whole to really kind of let it wash over you. And if it's just once, oh, this guy gets a DUI, this guy goes on a date, you might not get through it. But if you leave, if you leave breadcrumbs of like there can maybe some ghosts coming up. Then you're a little bit more, and then it also really does tie back to that nice father moment at the end where his yeah. father is teaching him how to swim. So let's let's talk art. Let's let's do art. Uh, Garfunkel, art, art Garfunkel. the guy from uh, uh, Everclear. Yeah. Father of mine. Oh man, we should really start this podcast off with that song as opposed to. Can we start? <laughs> I just close my eyes and the world, world disappears. Oh man! Uh, so let's talk about art. Uh, this is also probably <laughs> I like this early stuff, like Af- Afterglow. Yeah, I didn't like it so much. What's the, like AM radio? What's that stuff first? Like that. It's the first album they put out. I had that one. Um, oh, that was a good one. But I didn't. I, I think Afterglow is what took them off. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Let's talk about art. Like in the book. <laughs> let's talk about art in the book. So art in the book. Um. This is probably also one of the more indie art styles we've seen. I mean, we're going to do Andre the Giant soon, and that's also a very sort of, very cartoony indie feel to it. I would say this is probably one of the, I mean, we did just read I Hate 
This is. An, <coughs> I'll go. I'll go first. Yeah. Art, because um, I'll say this. This is an example of the book of a book that I probably wouldn't appreciate the art of unless I'd done this podcast for a, a year and a half, and you've got me to appreciate cartooning. <laughs> I, now I love it. I love it, and I love the colors it's done in these. Like uh, um, you, you see, you see, we saw we talked to a. <clears throat> We talked to a, a, a guy at Comic-Con this year, uh, yeah. PhoenixCon, who was doing it in blues. Remember, yeah. he was doing yeah. it in blues? And we were like, wow, we really love these blues. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's why I don't do them that much. But like, we were, we were like enamored by them. Like, yeah. can you do us some stuff in blue? And he's like, no, I can... Uh, so I, re- I I came into it just loving the colors, just, just the, the three colors in here. Um, and uh, the art it gives squared, it, it gives the it a squared real off kind of like, cartooning Yeah, it jaws. gives you a real kind of like uh, spooky because it reminds me of like uh, the ghost from Booberries and then that <laughs> that kind of gives you this this like this sort of like ooh blue it's like this very cool color to, to do a real Yeah, thing. I think you could have a running series in this in this in this uh, style and yeah. coloring and you could run a hundred single issues and it wouldn't get old It reminds me a lot of like it and I think the squareness of it too uh, is very web comic-y a little bit. Is like I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. Um, I love the cartoony nature of it, and surprisingly, uh, and it may be surprising that's the right word. Jeremy does a really good job with facial stuff that is emoting, even emoting, though it's even though it's off. very, even though it's very cartoony. There's a couple scenes uh, with his face that are where he looks very smug, or you know, he does a really good job of uh, with cartoony nature. Uh, showing some uh, some emotions with it, uh, Anthony. As like a guy who doesn't read a lot of comics, it's very books, different than the last one you read with us, uh, Lock and Key. Oh yeah, very different. And was it different from the beer one you read? I've never read the beer one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you think of it? Artwork wise, different. Okay. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, artwork, artwork wise. Um, but I don't even know what the beer one looks like, so I don't know if it's. Yeah, and I never got it back from my friend. Is it very cartoony? No, I. I don't know cartoon words. I mean, it's <laughs> very real, I suppose. Like okay. it wasn't like cartoony. So this but... is definitely not realistic looking, right? The one in front of this. Oh is... no, oh, no, goodness. definitely more artistic take on it. But I, I really appreciated the artwork. Um, I liked it a lot. And as someone who doesn't read a lot of comic books, um, but I enjoyed the sim- simplicity of it. The like you guys said, the three colors I really enjoyed, and the just the ease of like moving from panel to panel. Maybe that's because I'm a maybe internet comic generation type of guy, but um, I really enjoyed reading it. Like it wasn't difficult for me to read. I had a hard time reading lock and key because of sometimes of how the panels were set up. And I, yeah, as, a, yeah. as a newbie, I'm not like quite yeah. sure how to read panels. Is the bottom or do I go to the next page? Yeah. This is a very straightforward way to do, you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's a couple panels, panel, there's a couple pages where he does some kind of offbeat stuff yeah. or, or does something a little different mm-hmm. but for the most part it's a real straightforward yeah. comic book style you know what I mean it's a very workmanlike if I can if I can if that's, that's a, it is, it's a really it. good yeah, 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 it's a very workmanlike comic book it is true to the art form and he does a really good job with that art form I think yes he does a good job of establishing the main um, um, Joe as like He's kind of a cool. He's a cool design character. Like he's a cool guy. Like it's not like you know. Like I like I like his style. He's he, smoking. His, he's always he's smoking, smoking a little cig. And that's how you. Feel, that's how you. That's you know. <laughs> that's I, I think. I, I think the. I think he does a good job of like. Uh, he draws the young bass player, and for me, like that. Oh yeah, that's such like a like a modern punk rock looking sort of like. But she's know. not. She's not like beautiful, gorgeous. No, no. It's just like like uh, like. 
at, at his point in his life, this is a bass player who would sleep with like a man in his yeah. 40s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad issues. Yeah, right. Um, but well, I, that, that that was a conscious decision to design her that way. It yeah. wasn't like. Well, well, she's got, like, I, I just gap. can't draw any prettier. She's like know? a gap yeah. between her teeth. You know, then what this mean? would be a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like uh, scenes like that. That scene when he meets her uh, and then, like they take some rips off the bong. <laughs> like there's a couple scenes that were kind of like you know um, you even get some boobs in here, Travis. I know. Yes. You even uh, got, I definitely. You even got two two that's boob panels. That's where my book flops open to if you dropped on the ground. It's <laughs> <laughs> where the crease in your, yeah. <laughs> your spine is. Hey, if, we're, if we're talking about art, I can I kind of take a step back? Yeah. So I do want to talk about this this character. Anthony mentioned this, or, or kind of talked about this earlier. I want to ask uh, each of you: Do you like this character as a human as a human being? If you if, if this person, if you could go get drinks with Joe Hale, would you do it? I love anti-heroes. Like, I love real characters. Like, yeah. you give me someone with a lot of bad qualities, I like that dude. <laughs> I hate the hero type or the, uh, you look at locking the key, oh, I miss my, you know, my dad died. But then he's like, kind of a little bit courageous. Not for me, right? I, <laughs> I really liked that this guy was kind of an asshole, self-centered, uh, willing to try and pick up a girl, drag his friend out uh, in the middle of the night to go do it. You'll know he'll be able to talk about literature. He's that kind of person. He's yeah, he, definitely, about he definitely. Yeah, he definitely read some Hemingway. Uh, this, guy, also, this guy don't give a shit. Yeah. That's what I like about it. And him. the things he does that are good are self-serving. Oh yeah, yeah. like paying for his daughter's college education—that's because he feels guilty. Yeah, you oh, know, it makes like, him uh, look good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even his, his wife's like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's really yeah. impressive." And I thought, but there's one Helping thing: his, paying his brother. There's the other one half thing where it. he goes like, he felt so guilty about having to sell the paper that he doesn't keep any of the money. And I thought like, there's all this like, man, he's a really shitty dude. That's true. But he gives it's like blood money. He gives half of the money to his brother. And the other half to pay for his daughter's college. He doesn't take any of it. And, and part of me goes like, oh, man. Like, he's, he's the, the reasoning behind it is like he wants to make right with his brother. He feels he feels but it's bad. Not. But it's not, but yeah. But it's for himself, yeah. right? Yeah, I think, so. like, I think so. It makes him feel less guilty yeah. about screwing over all the people that he works with. Yeah. That he, that he goes and gives this money to his brother and his daughter. Yeah. Right? I agree. I agree. I agree. It's like, that's why the ending is, is a weird ending because... He does a couple of noble acts, but we know the. I, I feel like the intentions behind them were just self fulfilling. Well, he does that, and what does he get to do? Leave. He's he cuts. Lead. He cuts those. Like I don't have to. I don't have to work because I don't have to he help gets my to daughter. Go be the bass player. He that, gets yeah. to go be that person. Yeah, he gets to go do his thing. He pays mm-hmm. off his life basically. Like right. He, I, I I got enough money from the sale that I can pay to leave. Yes, and that's what it feels like. Like, oh, I don't, have, I don't feel bad about screwing my brother over and taking this, and so he didn't get that part of his life. Yeah, and then I don't feel like he probably feels bad about his daughter, but he's like, I'm paying for her college, so whatever. Yeah, you I'm good for like twenty years. Right? Like, yeah, it's not the rest of her life. College yeah. is expensive, even oh. in the '90s. By the time she went to it, you know, and, and that's a good point. I guess I didn't think about that like that. At the end, he is really anti-hero. He's in a car, smoking a cigarette, driving off With into like a the, black eye. Uh, like driving a black off into eye. the night because he just paid everyone off to yep. start. His best friend him. got to punch him, so yeah. he's good there. Yeah. Hey he's, man, you got he, to punch me. We're even. Yeah, we're even. We're even. I screwed you over. You got to punch me in the eye. We're good. How rarely can you leave a station life with a clean slate without knowing like someone's pissed at you or like or like you screwed someone over? Very very clean exit for yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, just, that's what money allows you to do. The other character, if we if, we, if we're jumping around, the other character that I that I thought 
I thought he does really the douchey owner of the comic of the of the, oh, yeah, of the yeah. newspaper. He does such a good job. Like I mean, it's a cartoony art style, but he draws such a good douche, right? Like. The guy who the runs... The thing is, I feel like I am that guy. <laughs> he draws such a good, like, uh, like no, like, a t-shirt in a blazer, and, like... That was a good detail. Yeah, it was It was just a funny... Uh, it's a very sort of, like, funny character. The character here. we all know. Yeah, like, you totally see that guy. And I just love the pose he has. He's like, hey, brother, <laughs> look well, so let's do this thing, right? Like... Uh, it's not, I don't, there's not, it's not page numbers. Jeremy, if I could just, as an aside, if you could do me a solid, number your next book. Just number yeah. your next book, buddy. Yeah. You have creative control. Yeah. Number that. These aren't single issues. The, it's it, all one thing. Yeah. The, the, the ink can't be that That much. we could say, oh, you know what my favorite, most beautiful piece of art is? It's on page four. Yeah. Or it's on page six. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that that page where you meet that douche for the first time, he's like, uh, $50 haircut, tailored sports coat, no tie, t-shirt underneath, how hip, slacks also tailored, 200 shoes made from some dead animal, I want to puke. <laughs> like, it was such a punk rock description of him. I know, I think and I that, have that exact outfit. And that just, le- <laughs> that just lent me into, like, how uh, that that little description made me go, that's Joe Hale guy, he's a punk rock dude. And then later on he bangs the bass player, and I'm like, yep, he's got yeah, this sort of, rock. like, very punk rock. And his veins, brother. Yeah. All right, let go. It's uh, speaking of time. It is time for favorite, favorite panels. Da 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 da. All right, who wants to go first? <laughs> uh, uh, Saliballs, balls. Do you have? Do you have one? No, you're gonna have to. I, I, got, I didn't. You. I forgot. You forgot favorite you know, panels. Well, I forgot I think that you've been part. on the show before. I figured you knew what you were doing. It, it's been. Life. It's been it's over been like a, a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a year it? and a half. Uh, T Money. My yours? favorite panel is. I was so excited when they dropped these references in, especially when I turned the page. Uh, we're like middle of the way through the book. It's when he's at the punk girl's apartment and he opens the room. They'd already been watching a Fred Astaire movie, oh. but he opens her, her, her room and he sees all these Fred Astaire posters on the wall. And I'm a big Fred Astaire fan. I love Fred Astaire movies. I have like, I have, like if you go to my bathroom, I have like three uh, pictures of Fred Astaire in my guest bathroom. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know people liked Fred Astaire and like put pictures of them in their home. Um, and so when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I could totally have banged this bass player. <laughs> you would have been able to talk her. <laughs> I would have been able to talk her right into her panties with Fred Astaire talk. It, all it takes is a little Fred Astaire action. Um, all right, let me do mine. I have kind of like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the I'm gonna be the guy that I don't want to be. I'm going to be the guy. Who, You're always the guy I don't want you to be. So. <laughs> I'm not, I can't pick a panel. And I, it's hard for me to pick a panel on some of these because... Oh, you're going to pick a page. I'm going to pick a page. I'm going to pick a page. You with your $13 haircut. <laughs> your your uh, American Eagle t-shirt. Uh, this is a... Uh, this is a uh, I think this is Target, my man. This oh, Target. sorry. Target. Target. Uh, so there's a page, and it's when he meets the bass player. And I just love the page where it says, I watch her play the whole gig. That is great. And that is you, great. You know, you like you get to like to look at her face and then he looks at her ass and he's like, "Oh, she she's really playing the bass." And then you see her sing and like being being a kid who grew up going to punk rock shows, this is a thing that has happened at punk rock shows where there's like one Oh yeah. There's like a chicken yeah. and a bang. Oh yeah. Sweaty bass player with bangs. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, man. The whole yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. all you can pay attention to." Uh here's here's my story of that. Uh, long ago, uh, this band's still around. They're called uh, Murder by Death, uh, and Murder by Death uh, has a cello player. And uh, I don't remember really what she looks like. I just remember I saw her at some place in Michigan, 
2004, 2005. Okay. And the entire show, just watching her like play the cello, that, like, which is that bow, which is like like the cello, right? It's like it's, it's a like, sexy instrument. It's the sexiest, it's your legs. It's, it's the sexiest <laughs> instrument ever. And like in this weird indie punk, like indie-ish band. Like, it doesn't, like, why does it have a cello? Because it's badass. Yeah. And so, like, it was, like, I saw that page and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. I've been that guy who, like, you're at a show and you like, you know, like, the music's great, but you're just, there's just this one you can't help but be mesmerized. And this is the only page where they actually allows light, a white space to be, everything else is squared off. Yeah. If you flip through it, it's the only one that, that breaks the panels uh, off the uh, grid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you flip through, it is really... Um, I think you're right. He does a really good job. He almost does it again when they kiss. Uh, but, but he breaks them off within. But he the, doesn't. Within does the oh yeah, 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 yeah. He only does it a couple times. But yeah. and that's why I said for the most part, it's a very kind of fine, like, Anthony. You found something. I win. It's a, it's a very workmanlike way to do it. But there's a couple panels, pages like this one here, where he breaks what he's been doing, and I think that's why it sticks out so much. Is that it's been a very rigid panel, panel, panel. And then you get this sort of like it really slows. It's all it down. black in the back. It's all it's all blacked out. You yeah. just get concentrate on the elements. It's a, you it's just a concentrate good, on a. It's a well designed page, you know, and it's a cartoon butt, but it's still a butt. It's a well designed page. Now, Anthony, <laughs> what's your favorite panel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with this one. Um, it's right after he goes and talks to his brother, um, and it's the last panel. And it's in the bottom right. But it's the last panel, and it's uh, him smoking a pipe. Um, or it's the pipe, I guess, burning. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, the you, yeah, you just hear, you just get the, the speech bubbles for him. And he says, uh, he was never there, but his presence sure was. He was like a damn ghost. Yeah. And so, I, I, you know, looking back, looking back at the panels, I think this is a good turning point for the book to kind of, oh, I think I might see where yeah, this I see is going. I see where this is going. Yeah. I didn't get what he means. His, his father was a ghost never in his life, and now he's a ghost. And you know now his grandparent, his grandfather was a ghost. His great grandfather was a ghost because of the newspaper. So maybe and it's got that classic turn. imagery: the pipe and the smoke. Yeah, like up. It and, really the, yeah, and then it continues on the next page. It's from the bomb. More smoke. <laughs> <laughs> little, <laughs> little cypress hill. It's from the bomb. Got well, me, Doctor Green Thumb. <laughs> Oh, Anthony's like I'm too young for all of your all of your references. Mm. Your Cypress Hill, your Ghostbusters, your I don't get it. <laughs> your Casey and JoJo's. Oh my ghost, I paid for someone like you. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, here's my question to wrap us tonight: uh, Would you recommend this? And who do you recommend this to? T Rizzle. Hmm. Yeah, I recommend this to an Anthony. I would, I would recommend it in the same, uh, the same, uh, um, uh, this. I, I would have. I, I, when you said all my ghosts, I looked at what it was about. I was like, oh yeah, Anthony is a good choice. Like we can get Anthony for that uh, because I, it, it is anyone. I mean, there are pe- there are people out there who've never read short stories unless they were re- they read them in like um, college uh, in a, or in high school. But even in, even in college unless you're like maybe English one-on-one you read them but it's not like people are going and picking up anthologies of short stories at the bookstore it's not like people have I mean, them Charles lying Bukowski, around Charles Bukowski uh, set of short stories that, that's alright well great <laughs> okay Josh well you do you win saying... you got Travis <laughs> but I'm like I'm out of the norm like I'm, I'm a little I'm everyone's a little... getting me I'm getting real sick of it guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all my assholes in there. Um, <laughs> oh my! And assholes. so anyone who comes, anyone who, anyone who's, 
like for me, I, I when I when I heard this, I was like, uh, and I, especially when I started reading, I'm like, oh, I want Anthony to read this because it does remind me of this is a writer's like workshop type thing. It's like someone who's who's been through the system of writing. I don't know how to explain it some way. So I think any um, anyone who uh, has experience with short stories, I think that this is a short story that is beautifully illustrated. Yeah, and as we found talking about it. Uh, there's layers to this, and it, I think it brings up. It's like uh, ogres and onions. The reason we, the reason layers. we, yeah, <laughs> the reason we say literature, um, the reason we say literature, and the reason I love, I got sh- that one. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I love studying literature is because you get to sit down with people your same age, dissect a text, yeah. and then talk about how it, how you think it relates to your own life. And just like we did, we yeah. talked about like. I love the moment. My favorite moments. I'm gonna go flashback. My favorite moment of this conversation is when we were talking about the end, and we're like, "Oh yeah, he just kind of paid everyone off," and that's really the best way to leave. Yeah. And he is kind of like the villain yeah. because he's like riding off Sin City style into the sunset, and that's something that I I didn't view that way in, until we were talking about it. Yeah, and I'm like, that's why I love reading things in the short story style. They're easy to consume as far as how quickly yeah. you can consume them, but they have tremendous amount of depth. And so I think anyone who's willing to read stuff like that and then converse with you, like an Anthony, um, then I recommend it to them. I, I think you're right. I think I do the same, pretty pretty much the same. But before I get into it, I'm gonna let I'm gonna Anthony. Who would you recommend this to? I mean, it's hard to follow up Travis because I, I I carry many of the same sentiments as he does. Um, this is definitely something where you're not coming into this. I, I initially started reading it looking for that kind of like that. The lock and key, that, the lock and key moment. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that level of like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, like fantasy or like there's ghosts or there's going to be like this like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like this realm of like, like spectacle, uh, spectacle. You want, yeah, 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 like things that just aren't real. I'm not, I'm not expecting to real read a, a a book with realism in it, right? I'm expecting yeah. to read like ghosts and what these ghosts mean and like all this. Oh, and Anthony's like, you brought me a comic show. I thought you were going to give me something fun with like pixies in it and, <laughs> and capes. It's my one time a year. My one time a year I read a book with uh, magical superpowers. It's like showing up for like a Thanksgiving dinner and they're it's like, tofurky. You know, <laughs> it's uh, But no, I... Uh, ham? <laughs> Who does ham on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I, I would say for anybody who's not big on superheroes or that kind of like uh, comical aspect of comics, right? This like level of fantasy or um, whimsical whimsy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for someone who is interested in reading graphic novels, like I am, I mean, I read a nonfiction graphic novel between our last two. We podcasts. get it. You read the thing about beers. <laughs> God, it was really because no. it was about. I didn't even. I didn't even bring up the beer. And I wasn't going to. I was going to bring up that it was a nonfiction comic. <laughs> But somebody who like appreciated that, like being able to read something with images in that yeah. style, but not feel like I'm reading something that's um, I don't know the right word to say, but just something comical, I yeah. guess, right? So like, yeah, no, like fantastical or yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean. And so I really did appreciate this, and I think that's one of the reasons why I was able, to, not the, just because it's short, but I was able to sit down and just read it beginning to end because I was cool with this. Like I was like, okay, this has got my interest. This has some details and levels and some characters that I recognize or at least character types that I recognize where right? I can apply my my English reading abilities to this and not feel out of place like I did with Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I mean, on top of what Travis said, that's all, all I have to say. Yeah, I think you guys are both right. And I also, I just want to I just want to mention, uh, the bass player has one, a shitty black flag tattoo, which is perfect. And she also has like a checkerboard bed, 
which is the most punk rock ska thing you can have. Uh, so there's just like there's just like little pieces in there that as I'm flipping through it again, Slept I'm like a lot of punk rock skanks the other day, <laughs> huh? Have we, Josh? I mean, there's just some, there's something there's like you know the, you know slutty punk rock girls uh, comforters. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just it's just a, it, those are like little pieces. Half this podcast, Gabby, is about this talking girl. about screw punk rock girls, the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but, uh, I think that those are the things where I would, uh, I would recommend it. I'd recommend it to, uh, um, to someone who likes short stories or someone who yeah. likes those Bill Murray movies that I mentioned. Yeah, that's earlier. a good one. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like, like, oh, you, 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 or someone who's having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Like, this is definitely <laughs> someone who's buy, thinking about selling out. Buy your like, way out of it. Just pay your way out of it. All right. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So, uh, and we get to hear more about yeah, this story. Yeah. So, uh, in, uh, actually tomorrow, the day after we record this, uh, I am interviewing, uh, Jeremy Massey, uh, about all my ghosts and about, well, not just this book, but his other work he's doing, um, being a part of kind of the indie comic scene at Alterna. I'm going to ask him a little bit about Kickstarter and about how that worked for him because this, this was a Kickstarted book. Uh, and then... Uh, so that'll be on next week's podcast. Yeah, that'll be on next week's podcast. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of uh, Summer of Reading, our comic book summer. Uh, so, so far we've tackled... Uh, we did Live Saga. We did I Hate Fairyland. We did Descender. Now we've got... Return of the Sender. <laughs> we've got this. Uh, we, we did Descender. All my uh, ghosts. All my ghosts. We got three left. No particular order. We got Andre. Andre the Giant. We got Paper Girls. Paper Girls. We got Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. And so then it's it's way the way, way of the weird. Doctor Strange way of the yeah, weird. Yeah, it's the newest. It's the newest yeah, uh, iteration. I believe of it's it. way of the weird. Yeah. Is the, the what the, the volume Jason is Jason Aaron written. Uh, Don't go out there and buy a random Doctor Strange yeah, trade. Get, and think we're going to talk about get it. Get the new one. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Really appreciate you listening. Remember, you can find all of our episodes, uh, the variants that we just bullshit, and then all of our comic book clubs. Uh, at www.comicexposure.com If you want to check out Anthony's uh, beer blog, you can do that at 100brews.com 100brews.com Don't spell well, that 100brews.com yes. 100brews And not like right. brews like I just bruised you uh, but like B-R-E-W like beer not oh. I don't want somebody to be like 100 punches Okay <laughs> uh, But 100 brews Check that out 100bruises.com Is the domination website uh, <laughs> Highly recommend you it. Go that uh, uh, Super BDSM uh, So uh, You also want to uh, You can follow us on Twitter At Comic Exposure uh, Tell us what you think of the podcast If you have questions for us We always are looking for stuff To talk about on the variant issues uh, Variant edition So if you have some questions You want to ask Or something you want to know uh, Tweet us out Uh Follow along with us, ladies and gentlemen. Can I? Can I? Can I I'm, I'm yeah. going to interrupt your thing yeah. three to three times here, uh, Anthony. I want to put this. I want to throw this gauntlet down right now. Okay. Maybe we do it for a variant episode. Josh and I will read your beer graphic novel. Ooh. And we will have a drunken comic exposure podcast where we talk about that uh, beer graphic novel mm-hmm. and other comic book stuff and probably sing a lot of songs from the 90s. I like, I like, this is a, this is a three beer in. A, uh, it doesn't, we don't start, we don't start podcasting yeah. until three or four beers in. Yeah, exactly. Not, not, not the best of beers. I'm talking about IPAs. <laughs> I, I'm in. Done. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, you heard it here, folks. First, right. gauntlet you're throwing down your, throwing down my normal hey, Tuesday wanna, night. You want to get, <laughs> get drunk and bullshit for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, we'll ladies and on the internet. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, uh, and we will see you next trade.